Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa. On this podcast, we journey together in learning how to feel healthy, look good, and plan lives we actually like in the midst of all the everyday chaos. I'm so glad you're here. And today, Katie and I get very plannerly. We talk about how we are preparing for 2024, the process we are going through for looking back at the last year and figuring out what matters to us in 2024 and how we're going to do that moving forward. We also like literally talk about the planners and the tools that we are using to prepare us for 2024 and what we are planning to use as our planners, what we're planning for the planners. It's all the plannerly things, you guys. So we go into our favorite pens, the notebooks we're using, all of that goodness. If you geek out about planning or stationery or pens or any of that stuff at all, you are going to love this episode. Katie and I had so much fun. I mean, we really dive in here. And so we hope that you just come along for the ride. We would love to see what you're doing with your planning. I mean, this is really a community and we love to get that feedback from you. You can take us on Instagram, show us what you're doing. We would love to see it. Also, if you really want to dive into the community in 2024 and you want to become a part of these challenges that I keep talking about, then you're going to want to come over and join us in Patreon because that is where we are hosting the challenges where you can actually win a little prize at the end of the month if you have the most points. And there are all kinds of ways to get points, but a lot of it is just through doing these simple little things every day. Things like emptying your sink and moving your body for at least 10 minutes and reading a book that is going to help you with personal development. We are really honing in on all these simple ways to make your life better which could be the perfect way for you to start 2024. I would really encourage you to come over and join us if you are looking for that kind of just slow entry, consistency kind of goals management for the new year, which Katie and I are going to talk about even more on next week's episode. But we would love to have you come over and get in the daily trenches with us over on Patreon. I do three lives a week, plus we have these challenges. It's a really good time and we would love to have you join us. So come over to patreon.com slash live well together. If that sounds like something that might help you out in 2024, we would love to have you. All right, but without further ado, let's get into this plannerly episode with me and Katie Deckett. Hello, Katie. Hi. Okay. We had debated a little bit on what this specific episode was going to be about. And I think we're going to do what I think we've done in years past, where this episode is going to be more about like the planning for New Year, because I know that's sort of the stage that a lot of people are in right now as they're gearing up for New Year. And then Next week's episode is actually going to be about what our actual goals, plans, words, all that stuff actually ends up being because we're still in the planning part of that right now. Yeah, this is like real time. Yes, yes. (laughs) This is the like, we are hashing everything out. We are zoning in on what is going to work for us next year, what has been working, what hasn't been working. And I know... For me personally, I'm making some fairly significant shifts, I think, in the way that I'm planning. And so I've been talking about that a lot in Patreon, and I'm excited about it. I'm going to be talking about it more on Instagram. I'm hoping this is, you know, finally going to be the year that I'm doing YouTube and showing this on YouTube. That is, yeah, that is kind of like the basis for this episode. 
But where are you currently in your planning process or what you're figuring out? I'm buying pens, washi <laughs> yes. tape, um, and post-it note colors. So that's where I am. I I have fallen in love with these friction pens that mm. are erasable. I love them. They're not new, but I need a whole new. I've really used them hard this year. So I'm getting myself fresh new pens. Nice. And then my other favorite pen, I like the Sharpie S gel. They're white. I love those. So um, I've got to stock myself up on the things that I know will, it's like, you know, setting the stage for a good morning means the night before, like getting things ready. This, like, that's my mentality right now is make sure I have on hand the things that make me want to use them to plan. I can kind of coerce myself into the process of planning. So pens, washi tape. And then I, I mean, I have ideas in my head of kind of where I'm going, but I haven't, I haven't sat down to do it but what I have done is um in sending our Christmas card out this year which this is the first time in probably 15 years I've sent a Christmas card it's, oh I didn't realize that well, it's been a while it's been yeah. a while okay but because of the no move, wonder I've never received one <laughs> it was not personal nobody did and it was just before the cutoff like we right. that was right when we became right. friends yeah right so this year because of all the transitions and I have a new address, I just was like, okay, I'm doing it. And I set that as a goal like early in the year. And then in the summer, I, we got um, family pictures for, for the sole plan that I would have a picture for the Christmas card. So like, I really, I really focused on this as a goal and it's taken me a lot of months to make sure it would happen. It's not something that in December I can be like, Oh, I'll send a Christmas card. It has not worked for 15 years. So I really yeah. had to work backward on this one, but um, bless those faithful souls who continue to send you a Christmas card. Like I love receiving them. I love it. And, yeah. and I, we always keep them in a big pile. And then at dinner time, um, like we pull one out and pray in our Aww. dinner. But, so, I mean, we really enjoy getting them. And I feel like I pray for those people all year long. I really enjoy it. So I was just like, it's it's my time to, to give back. So that was a really long-winded way to say that the way I did our Christmas cards this year, it has a QR code on the back. And oh, then nice. you can go into that for like way more in-depth explanation of what's going on with everybody and more pictures and videos and stuff like that. It's kind of fun the way that yeah, that works. That's so, cool. Yeah. And you'll see it. You're going to get one. Oh, um, but in order to do that, then I had to like do a retrospective of the year. So I feel like that was my look back that I normally do. So it forced me to do a retrospective and look back for each person and for like the major milestones of the year. And um, I feel like that was, that's always the first step of my planning process is like, what was, what failed this year? What worked Mm -hmm. this year? Where do I want to go? So that part's done. And as I, I just finished it last night. So this is still really fresh, but then I showed Scott and he looked at it and he's like, wow, I love seeing our year like this because then I'm like, wow, all of that, like it made it look really good. It made it look very concise and clear and condensed and like in a nutshell instead yeah. of scattered. So anyway, I'm really glad to have that part done and that helps us together. We kind of honed in on, okay, so then let's go after this and let's do this, this next year as a couple. So um, that part, I feel like check <laughs> the Christmas yeah. 
definitely forced me into it. But in terms of the looking forward, I haven't done as much of that yet. Yeah. And what, just as a side note, what company did you do that Christmas card through to have all the videos and everything? Minted. Oh, okay. And I had a 30% off coupon. So it made it like, and I did it on Black Friday, which that also nice. helped. Yeah. The, um, the coupons, I could stack them. And then the QR code was an additional $6, but that was oh, it. Okay. So it formulated and generated the QR code. It put it on there and then it gave me a link to it. The only thing I don't like is that it expires in 120 days. So it's not something that mm. I can keep forever. It's on, it's hosted by Minted and then it expires. So yeah. It would be a fun thing to do yourself, though, and link it to something more permanent. Um, yeah. My first foray in it, and it was very simple, very user-friendly, and I like that my Christmas card's not bulky. It's it's very streamlined, but then if people want more, you can, you know, you can get yeah. more. It's not like a letter of six pages or something. Yes. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I yeah. think it kind of breaks it up when it's not just like this huge long letter that people have to read. But when you've got like the videos and the pictures in there, that's more what people are used to engaging with these days. Because the social media side yeah. of it, yeah. We don't write it, as many letters and that sort of thing. So it makes it a little bit more engaging. I felt like that when I was doing it. I was like, these are like Instagram highlights because a yeah. lot of them are Instagram pictures. But then, um, you know, I don't post on Instagram as much as I, I would like to. So there are a lot of ones I meant to put on there that I didn't yeah. like put all together. And then there's spots for like Callan's chicken videos. And mm. he did this little Thanksgiving short starring Sally the chicken. And so I was able to put that on there, you know, fun stuff like that, that are yeah. just, you know, when I, when I broke it down per kid, I had a whole lot more that I hadn't posted, but it really feels like that. It feels like you're looking at, you know, you're scrolling through like an Instagram. Nice. I can't wait yeah. to see it. That'll yeah, be fun. In probably four days. <laughs> yes. I love it. That's awesome. Okay. So that was your retrospective look. But do you, have you given any thought into like, have you bought a planner or a calendar or like any of those kinds of things? You have the post-it notes and the pens and the washi yes. tape, but what are you putting them in? <laughs> yes. Let me tell you about that. So I am going to employ a method I'm, I'm taking from different places and then I'm going to kind of make it like be my own and it's going to involve a lot of post-it notes. And okay. a lot of like quarterly goals. And um, because I have a workspace right now and I have um, I have a couple different like work from home jobs and things yeah. that I'm doing along You with do them. more than you've had in more than I've had. a long time. Mm -hmm. So that's requiring me to compartmentalize a little bit like. Um, I kept thinking I can overlap, like I can do, I can homeschool while I'm inputting data. I'm like, actually, that's not working for me. I need to have this time set aside for this and this time set aside for this. I need to stop the multitasking and really mm -hmm. be focused on each task at hand. So I'm, I'm shifting gears that way. And I'm going to have visible goals for each thing. That's kind of, I kind of need to, to do that. Like instead of a day's goals and have multiple things I need, is that making sense? Like I need to break the day up into three places and yes. have three, 
So they have to be side by side. As we were talking about earlier, I'm very visual the way that I do yeah. this. I'm not linear. Yeah. If it's linear, I'm out. So it has to be like, it, it has to have a little bit more creative free form. So they have to be bubbles next to each other and then down. <laughs> so okay. I have my own method and I don't know that there's anything out there that's hit it, but I do yeah. kind of feel like I know what I need to do. So practically what this looks like is a post-it note for each of those three things. Yes. And then post-it post-it notes, critical, critical. Yes. Color-coded, color-coded post-it notes. Yes. Yep. So and- for those three areas, but then are there post-it notes underneath for each yes. of the tasks under those things? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, there are. Yes, there are. And so I think I'm going to do those daily and put down like the goals you know, daily, I'll have like a quarterly and then a year at a glance, like in a planner, but then my actual daily goals, I'll put them, I sit right in front of a window. So I'll just put the post-it notes in three columns, color coded and on the window window. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my plan because I've been sort of doing that, but without any organization, just realizing, Oh, this works for me. I just need to, to see it. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just make that more of a thing. So I'm learning a little bit more about what, what is working for me and Mm -hmm. how to, um, how to get myself there. But I've never had a season that I had to be this organized because I've always been at home and homeschooling, you know, you can kind of just, I I mean, I've been doing it a long time. I don't need quite the structure, but I really do have to structure my days well now. So, and like I was telling you this morning, I'm still not factoring in like time to work out or there's other things on my day I need to fit in and I need to find that time. And because it's not structured enough, I'm, I feel like I'm losing time. Yeah. Yeah. I know how that goes yeah. for sure. Which is you why at 5am heading to work out as it's 8 a.m. my time. And I'm like, I lost three hours. Shoot. Well, but you had your husband home. It's just it's just yeah. little old me being able to dictate my time other than my children. I don't have a significant other that I have to like account for with that kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. And like you were saying yesterday when we were talking, like, oh, I don't feel like there's enough of me, you know, and you're like, oh, that's what you feel like all the time. Like I, I kind of have to, or I am just like relentlessly behind. And especially I think I, I think for these last two months or so, you know, starting maybe the beginning of, of October when I was like, okay, there are three months left in the year. What can I get done in those three months? And I didn't make as many like huge shifts as I maybe wanted to make, but I do think that I have been making a lot of little shifts that have been accumulating and seeing the power in that, that yeah, I I did get up at five this morning and work out and I've been doing that consistently. I'm at like- You have, yeah. I can attest. Like my little app, my co-pilot app, it tells me that like, oh, this was your 74th workout or whatever. And it's like, okay, like I, and really that's thanks to co-pilot. <laughs> like I've not ever had that kind of, you know, consistency with working out or anything, but I'm at the point now where it's like, I have little five pound weights and we're bumping up to 10 pound weights with some things. And like, 
So even though I'm not seeing like I probably should have taken before and after pictures, but I didn't want to. But I I mean, like, I know that like, okay, I am getting stronger. I am like, things are changing, but that is from like, I'm not doing an hour long workout. I'm doing a 15 to 20 minute long workout in the morning, but I'm doing it consistently. And that Mm -hmm. is making a difference. And so it's just been like, start somewhere and do it consistently, which is something I think I've really struggled with over time, but the workouts have made a big difference in that way. And then in November in Patreon, which I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but we started, we did a three week challenge in November and there were just three things that we were doing every day. And it was at least 10 minutes of intentional movement, 10 minutes or one chapter of a personal development book and clearing your sink every night. And then we had like some little bonus challenges on the weekends for meal planning or whatever. And so I I felt like that worked and it definitely was encouraging and it helped me to be more mindful of those things. But I didn't have like I was I kept thinking in my head like, OK, I know I've done these for like the last three days, but I need to write it down somewhere or I need to put it on my phone or I need to I like tried keeping track on a post-it note, but then that was confusing And so at the end of the month, I was like, well, I don't really know. (laughs) Like, I know I did more of it, but I don't know exactly how well I did because I wasn't as good at keeping track. And when I was talking to some of the other ladies in Patreon, some of them struggled with that too. Some of them made their own trackers and they did a really good job of keeping track of it. And the lady who won got like 90 points or something. And she actually gets like a gift basket that I put together. But yeah, so it's fun. So then we, we started that again in December and the whole idea was like, keep it, like make it challenging. These are things that we're wanting to implement, but also not so over the top that it doesn't feel possible. And so when we moved into December, we kept those three things that we'd been doing in November and we added two more things. And one of them was daily planning. So Every day, the night before or the day before at some point, you make your plan for the next day. And then we also added in because everybody was like, well, but I just, I get, I get sidetracked and I forget to actually track. And I was like, yeah, I did the same thing in November. I kept thinking my brain could hold it and it couldn't. And so I actually made us a tracker, just like a little form. I actually shrunk mine down to fit in the little planner that I'm using. And what a game changer. That is. So our fifth thing, yeah, our fifth thing that we have to do is keep track. Like you get a point for every day that you check off your boxes. Like just that gets you a point. And that has been motivation enough for me to actually be keeping track. And it's so interesting when you see it all kind of condensed together in that way of tracking things that it's very motivational for me. And so I love it. Yeah. And so because like you can see it all together, it's very obvious where there are blank spaces and you're really wanting those to be as full as possible. And it's this very accurate look at how much you're actually getting done. And I am so good at not validating like everything I actually have accomplished 
And so this is one thing that I am definitely carrying in to 2024. We're going to continue doing these sorts of challenges in Patreon, but really paying attention to the tracking and forcing myself to do it every evening before I go to bed. And I'm going to be adding in other things that I'm going to be tracking because I'm kind of trying to look at things a little bit more holistically, I guess, going into Mm -hmm. next year. And we'll talk about that more with like actual plans and stuff. But I've been thinking about certain things going, you know, I mean, there are 52 weeks in a year. I recently was listening to this guy on YouTube and he was like, if you want to be successful on YouTube, you need to commit to doing at least one video a week for two years. And that's when you will see like a marked difference in the payback that you're getting. And like, you'll really start to like have gained some ground on YouTube. And while that can sound daunting, like, oh, I got to do this thing for two years before you're going to see a difference. When I think of it in terms of like, that's only 52 videos. It's only 52. Like that is a, a reasonable number. You can do 52 of anything. And so like trying to, instead of like, I still use Trello for like planning out the details of my podcast and that sort of thing because it works well for that. But I am definitely moving more analog in a lot of ways this year because of things like this. Like I think that if I make a tracker for YouTube with all the videos that I want to create in a list and then I have the different components of getting them done and I'm able to actually check that off, it's then so evident right in front of me like how much I've actually accomplished. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot easier to kind of quantify it and be like, well, look, yeah, no, you, you've done this or, oh, these are the gaps that you're having. And so I'm kind of trying to think of that in whole for going into next year. Like, okay, these are the things that I have control of. I don't necessarily have control over exactly how much money is going to come in or exactly how many people are going to follow or those kinds of things. But I can have control over producing 52 videos or 52 podcasts or 52 newsletters. And so looking at more that way and keeping track, I think is going to be a big game changer for me moving into next year. No, I love it. I love that you did it in community. I love that you started small and grew it. I want to go back to one thing you said about you, uh, you printed it off in a smaller size to fit in your journal. Yes. So uh, can you, like, how did you do that? Is that just in printer settings? Well, it wasn't. I probably could have done it that way, but because I was being very picky about it, and I am probably going to upload, like, various different sizes to Patreon for the January challenge for people who want it in different sizes and formats. But for this one, what I did is I made the full tracker was, like, a full 8.5 by 11 page. And I actually took a screenshot of that. So it was an image because then I could change the size of the image. Ah. And then I put that image on a new piece of paper and I just had it be smaller and like fit the dimensions that I needed of the image itself. So it was like. I love that. That's such a valuable tip because it really makes a difference. I think when you can organize your life in that way to make things fit rather than getting it and making it fit and figuring out a way. And then you have a lot of disjointed pieces. Like I love it when I can just make things 
fit and they yeah. look cohesive and it looks intentional and it's cleaner. Um, so just adjusting sizes like that and making things work in that way. Like, I think that that's a, that's a, just a great tip. Well, and it's been so nice, like you were sa- saying, having everything in one place, which is one big shift I'm making in my planning moving into 2024 is I have tried a lot of different digital planning things over you know, years now. And there have been times when they've worked better for me than others. And right now I'm in a place of realizing like I do really like to write things down, like actually writing them with my hand does, you know, I mean, there's studies on this, how it links to your brain and it actually helps you to remember things better and all that kind of thing. And I was hoping this past year that doing it in a digital planner on my iPad would give me that same sort of thing. But one thing that I really noticed is I can't then go back and easily find things within a digital planner because I am a very visual person. And like, if I have read a book, I can point to like the general area of the book that I read something in because I remember it like spatially. And I can't do that with a digital planner. Ladies, this episode of Live Well Anyway is brought to you by a brand new sponsor, Manukora Honey. It's cold outside, we are steeped in sickness season, and this miracle of nature just fell in my lap at the perfect time because it is a rare super honey that is 100% natural and has some unique properties. Manukora makes Manuka Honey, a single origin honey that comes from New Zealand where the bees only feed on the nectar of the Manuka tea tree, making honey that is pure, rich, and complex with a creamier texture that is on a completely different level from the normal honey you find at the supermarket. You can use it as you would any other honey, but what puts the super in Manuka honey is that it's super rich in antioxidants and prebiotics, a hundred times more compared to regular honey. On top of that, it contains an antibacterial compound called MGO that can be found exclusively in Manuka honey. The bottom line is that these nutrients really support your optimal immune and digestive health, and it's delicious. This is just the perfect way to treat myself with something that is going to keep me strong through the colder months and the perfect gift for the people I love to keep them sweet and healthy too. You guys, honestly, as a voiceover actor who is desperate to stay healthy and to keep my voice in good shape, Monocora Honey is what I turn to actually every single day. I just eat a spoonful of it every day because it basically, it's almost the texture of like caramel. It is so thick and sort of chewy and delicious. I use it to help me to stay healthy during these cold months, but also honey is what I have always turned to for keeping my throat and my larynx in good shape. And the Manukora honey, I feel like takes it to a whole nother level. So I will mix it into hot tea. I will put it with some apple cider vinegar in hot water, and it is the perfect tonic to help me to stay healthy and also keep those vocal cords in the best shape that they can possibly be in. I love having something that tastes amazing. My kids will take it too, and it helps us to all stay healthy. And it really just feels like a sweet treat. Monocora actually sent me a jar and a squeeze bottle of their MGO 850 plus Manuka honey, their best selling honey. The 850 plus honey has this creamy caramel texture, like I mentioned, that melts in your mouth and is unlike anything I've ever tried. 
And if you head to manukora.com slash live well, you can get $25 off their starter kit, which comes with the MGO 850 Manuka Honey, a free travel pack of honey sticks, a free wooden spoon, and also a free guidebook. It's the perfect thing to be buying for you and your family as you're heading into the new year and wanting to focus on wellness. It's a great way to kick off 2024. And now I love the jar and the squeeze bottle, but the extra pack of compostable honey sticks is perfect for whenever you're on the go. You can bring them with you when you're traveling or need a quick snack running errands, and they're the perfect energy boost if you're out for a run or at the gym, especially in this time of year. So go to manukora.com slash live well. That's M-A-N-U-K-O-R-A dot com slash live well to get $25 off your starter kit. This is just the ultimate honey. So indulge and try some honey with superpowers from Manukora. And so I've decided to move over to a bullet journal, or you might even call it like a commonplace journal, because it's just going to be the one book that houses everything. Instead of having the 30,000 post-it notes that are currently on my desk and like writing things. And I've done this in years past where I just had like, if I was going to write something down, it was going to go in that one book. So I would know that I could flip back through the pages and find whatever it was that I needed. And so I am moving back to that because I do think that works well for me. And so within that one book, I have chosen to use, well, I'm using two, really. Okay. So I just said one, but it's two. So I have an A6 Stology, which is very small. It's like, you know, just a little bit bigger than my hand. It's just, it's very teeny. But this is where I'm doing like dreaming. This is where I'm doing journaling. I'm wanting to do like morning pages this year. Like I will talk about that more next week and kind of the actual goals and things that I have. But anytime I read a book, this is the little journal that I'm going to take my notes in about the book, like things that I'm learning, all of those kind of like personal development kinds of things are going to go in this little Stology notebook. And I like these ones because they have a very fainted like grid line on them. So it's not intrusive, but it's also helpful rather than having just like a blank page. And the paper is very thin, It's a Japanese paper, but it doesn't, like your pens don't bleed through. So you can kind of see through the pages, what they call like ghosting. And some people don't like that. I do like that. I think it makes it a little bit more artsy, which we'll talk about that aspect of it in a second. But this, it, I really like the look of these as you continue to add to them. They kind of like puff up and get like, they look used. They look like you've really put a lot in them. And I want that. I want to be able to look back. You know, these won't last me. They they have 368 pages, but I I bet they're going to last me like a quarter, maybe four or five months because of the way that I'll be using them and how much I'll be putting in them. And I want to be able to look back and be like, look, look at all that I put in there. Like being able to have a little bit more physical representation of things Mm -hmm. instead of just digital all the time, because it's a lot harder to see that. And then for my actual daily planner bullet journal, I'm using a B6 Stology. So it's just a little bit bigger than the other one. And that is where I will put all of my trackers. It will house all of my goals for the year. It will have my daily pages where I'm doing my daily planning. 
it will have like my weekly brain dump that I'm doing. And then also I will just be able to throw notes in throughout instead of using all of the post-it notes, like actually just putting them right in the book and not obsessing. Like I am going to use washi tape. I am going to use stickers. I want it to feel personal to me and like a creative space, but I'm not going to obsess about it looking perfect. Like I want to get past that part of myself. Like this isn't for show. This is to be useful to me and to bring a productiveness out of me both creatively and practically. Yeah. I love what you're saying. Like that commonplace notebook that those are my favorite. I like to have, I like to have like everything all at once. And if I write it down all at once, it is organized because I'll remember where I put it. Like I know that sounds so bizarre, but if I try to organize it, I just really lose steam. I would rather just get it out and put different thoughts in different color pen. And then I'll Mm -hmm. remember, I will remember exactly where it is and I'll remember, I'll I'll lock it away that way. But the commonplace makes so much more sense to the way that I process and think. So I, I have forgotten that that's what it's called, but I think I'm always building commonplace notebooks when I think I'm organizing, but then they all end up in one and I'm like, shoot, yeah, (laughs) all here. But I think that's a style. Yeah. And I think that it can be a very practical and useful thing. I mean, it's like my bedroom when I was growing up, still sometimes to this day, but like it was always a mess. It was like there was stuff everywhere. And my mom would be so annoyed. But she said at the end of the day, whenever I asked you where something was or like I needed something, you knew exactly where it was. You'd be like, oh, it's under this pile. So like she was like, your your brain works that way as a creative person. So I ended up just being okay with it. Like, okay, it's your space because you know where everything is. And so it's sort of that way with a commonplace notebook. Like at the beginning, I will set it up and I will have my trackers and all of those kinds of things in there. But then from there on out, it's kind of just free form of like, okay, whatever it needs to be, it will be. And I will just have both of these notebooks with me all the time. And I I kind of like that. And I like having sort of a repository. Like I sort of did this last year in Trello and it has been helpful. I've gone back to it. I have I had like a master list of like things we need, things we want, you know, projects I'm needing to get done in my business, like all of that kind of thing that I have in Trello, which is a great place to put it. But still there's that, and not to say that I won't ever go back to using that, but there's there's that even to just get into Trello, you either have to get on your computer and log in and find the board and find the list and, you know, or you have to open your phone, get in the app, find that particular, like there are roadblocks to get there where when yeah. you have a notebook, it's just there. Like there, it's yeah. a lot less cumbersome to get to the information that you actually need. And mm-hmm. and like you were saying, you can change the color of pen based on the information you're putting in so it's easy to find. You can put in page flags. You can do like little things like that to just make it really accessible and always have that information with you. And I'm I have noticed since cuz I've been like I've been using a few 
tester notebooks and pages because I don't want to mess up my astrology until January. Like it, this starts in January. I don't want it to begin yet. I'm going to start it for January. And so I've been using some other little notebooks and things like really trying to hone in on, okay, what do I want this to look like? What are my pages going to look like? What is going to be the most functional for me? And I've really been able to kind of test those things out. And I have found since really sitting down and doing my brain dump all in one place for the week and just having that brain dump to keep coming back to and adding things to that need to get done. And then sort of instead of doing locked in routines, and I've been doing this with some of the people that I coach on their planning as well. Because they, one gal came to me and she was like, do you think I should work on my routines right now or like my daily, like creating a daily flow or to-do list? I was like, I personally, and I think for you as well, we should go to the daily because we know all those little things that we want to do in our routines. But if we're not practically looking at what the next day actually holds and how much time we actually have and where these things are going to fall, it's really easy to say that you're going to have this elaborate routine in the morning or the evening, but in reality, you don't have time for that. And so when I do my daily planning every single day and I look at what the next day is going to be and I have those times along the side of the paper... I can be more realistic with my time and I can also prioritize the things that I really want to make happen. I know that in order for me to actually get the workout done in the day, I have to do it before I get ready in the morning because I don't want to have to like shower afterward if I've already gotten ready and redo my makeup and whatever. And so that means I'm going to have to get up by five and get that workout done and then move on to the next thing. And so I create a flow for my whole day instead of making a to-do list. My to-do list is basically like on that map of my day. And that for me is the most productive that I can be. Like when I follow that as closely as I can, I get more done. I feel better about my day. And like I was trying to get to, most long-winded point ever. But when I, since I've been doing this, I have noticed I feel calmer. I feel less stressed. I feel more on top of my day because it's like every evening I have a run through of what the next day is going to be. So there's something about that, that instead of waking up in the morning and being like, I know there's a lot to do today, but it just feels like a lot. It's like, no, everything has a place and I just need to walk through the plan. And I have generally felt much more like on top of things instead of feeling so scattered all the time. So is this similar to like loop scheduling like we did Mm. like homeschooling where like let's say you in your morning basket, you're going to do a read aloud, you're going to do science, you're going to do history, you know, when your kids are really little. Yeah. And then one day all you have time for is science. So then the next day you're going to pick up with that next thing instead of feeling like, oh my gosh, I didn't get to this, this or this. You just... You're just looping and it's not time dependent. It's just order dependent. Is it kind of like that? Like, is that sort of what you're saying? No, not at all, really. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you say flow, like, you know where you're going next, but it's not like I have to be there by 9 a.m. No, I do put it on times. Mm. And I know that some people that doesn't work for and they just need the flow and that's great for them and they can... Like if they don't have as many 
irons in the fire as I do as a single mom of four and 47 businesses, you know, like you can do that more. For me, I feel like I do have to be more like, okay, at 5 a.m. I'm doing this. Then at 6 a.m. I'm going to transition and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it for this amount of time. And then at this time I'm going to transition and get this thing done because it gives me a better idea of how long things are actually taking me and mm-hmm. what I can actually accomplish in my day. Because when I have done kind of what you're saying and I just have the to-do list, I just get frustrated by all the things that didn't happen. And I also like I have actual timestamps in my week that matter. Like my my work day, there's a point where I've got to go get my kids from school and then we're running around to ballet and we're like, I have to actually say when things are going to happen. And then if they don't, if something runs longer, I will sometimes then be like, okay, well, this block got skipped because I was still working on something else. And so rather than trying to keep moving with what I'm doing, I will just move on to what was supposed to be in the time that I'm su- I'm now in and okay. move that other thing to the next day as I replan the next day. Because every day is a little bit different because I have so many different things. And so I really do kind of lock things in on times as much as possible because that's yeah. what works for me. Yeah. No, I can see that. I can see it. I just... I. When you were talking about slow, it just made me yeah. think like I can see how if you don't have to be time dependent, like yeah. that was such an effective strategy, like in homeschooling, because then you're not feeling that pressure of I'm behind and I missed out on art today and we didn't do the the read aloud I wanted to do, but we just spent all this time in science. It's like prioritizing the quality. Yeah. of what you're doing versus, you know, the quantity of checking things off. But that is this, you know, that has to be balanced with commitments and yeah. actual things that do have a timestamp on them. So, well, and um, I have real things in my week that are due, like the podcast is due, the voiceover work I'm getting is due. And so I think when I'm working with those actual deadlines, I have to be a little bit more like, no, if you didn't get it done, you really are behind. <laughs> So you got to find what time is going to work to actually get it done, whether that means getting up earlier the next day. And it's been helpful, too, as I've been doing that daily planning and looking at like, okay, in order for me to get done what I need to get done, this is what time I realistically need to wake up, which then is forcing me to go to bed earlier the night before. And Mm -hmm. so it's it's kind of all of those things rolled into one but it is it's working for me so I'm gonna keep keep riding this train you keep doing it yeah absolutely okay ladies you know that I love skincare and I think it would be a fabulous new year's resolution for you to have to work on your skin in the new year and the product that I think that you should give a try is actually 
one skin because we all know that here in the winter and with life and everything, it can really take a toll on your skin. But thanks to One Skin's disruptive approach that targets skin aging at the source, you can go into 2024 with your skin being its healthiest. But what makes One Skin the best? Well, their products are powered by a groundbreaking peptide, OS1, which is the first ingredient scientifically proven to prevent the accumulation of aged cells, the primary culprit behind skin aging. The real magic? OS1 has actually been proven in the lab to actually reduce the biological age of skin by several years, meaning it not only prevents but slows down skin aging, leaving you with healthier, more hydrated, and glowing skin. And OneSkin just launched their mini bundles. They sent me one, and I absolutely love it, you guys. It includes face and eye topical supplement, body lotion, and cleanser, all that come in a cute little travel bag. So if you are traveling this winter, OneSkin has your mini skincare essentials covered. I've been using OneSkin for months now and I really do feel like I see a difference. I'm approaching 40. I have to be serious about my skincare but I feel like I don't look 40 and a lot of that is because of my skin health and I think that OneSkin is a big part of that. It is the moisturizer that I reach for every morning and every night. I absolutely love the way that it soaks into my skin. It has no harsh scents or anything with it. It just feels like my skin drinks it up. It lays perfectly under makeup. It's also really nice and nourishing to put on before bed in the evening. I just love this moisturizer. It is so clean and fresh on my skin and really does the job, even in the Pacific Northwest that basically sucks all the moisture out of your skin completely. <laughs> but with one skin, I'm able to keep that nourishing glow from the inside out because it's doing so much work with that OS1 peptide. OneSkin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin feels and appears younger. It's time to get started with your new face, eye, and body routine at a discounted rate today. New customers get 15% off with the code LIVEWELL at oneskin.co. That's 15% off at oneskin.co with the code LIVEWELL. The new year is approaching. Now is the best time to invest in your skin. Age healthy with OneSkin. Ladies, we're going to quickly hear from another one of our sponsors, and that is Truvaga. I mean, I don't know about you, but this season and really all of life can feel pretty overwhelming. And Truvaga has the answer to be able to help you conquer stress and achieve blissful sleep. Say goodbye to sleepless nights and hello to a refreshed, rejuvenated you with Truvaga. So what is Truvaga? Well, it's a handheld device that you use for just a couple of minutes every day, and it stimulates your vagus nerve, which is a major component of the parasympathetic nervous system, which plays a crucial role in regulating various bodily functions, including your heart rate, digestion, stress, inflammation, and your mood. The vagus nerve stimulation involves delivering gentle energy pulses to the vagus nerve to balance the nervous system branches, leading to a wide range of wellness benefits by altering both sympathetic and parasympathetic activities. It's so simple, and just doing it for a couple of minutes every day can really take the edge off life and help you to just bring everything down a notch so you are better able to handle all of those everyday stresses that are coming at you and get on with your life. So help yourself out. This would be a great gift to ask for this season to just be able to deal with all of your stressors all year long and be able to get that better, more restful sleep that you need in order to be doing all the things that we know you need to be doing. Check out Truvaga or send the link to your loved ones today. Go to Truvaga.com and use the code LWA for $15 off at checkout. Again, that's Truvaga, T-R-U-V-A-G-A. 
lwa.com and use the code LWA to get $15 off at checkout. And it's been fun to move back to an analog planner as well because of that creative part of me that I feel like I've kind of tamped down for the last few years. Like, I don't have time for that. But really, in a lot of ways, the profession that I'm in requires a lot of creativity from me. And if I'm not engaging in those more creative parts of my personality, I find it a lot harder to come up with ideas and figure out what needs to come next. And so I'm finding it's not a waste of time for me to put the washi tape in or the stickers or color the page or whatever, because that is a part of me and my personality that helps me to work better if I do those things. Yeah. I mean, so smart, like just honing in on what works. And then in the beginning of the year, um, kind of vision casting with it, like, okay, this is what works. I'm going to take this to the next step and looking at the, the information that you have from the last year of, you know, what was effective and knowing yourself, like all of that's so good. So good. Yeah. And just like the things that are motivating to me, like for me, seeing that tracker filled out then motivates me to do more the next day. And having this kind of like record to be able to look back on, I've liked that about planners in the past where I have like that physical thing to look back on. And like we did that in homeschooling, writing down what you actually did. Like that's something I'm really trying to focus on moving into this next year because I can so easily just be like, well, you didn't get everything done that you planned, so you failed. And so I'm trying to be a lot more deliberate of, no, like look at everything you did get done. Because that was worth something. Like you made progress, validate that progress. And so taking the time to do that little bit of tracking at the end of the day has just been helpful for me psychologically to not be so like down on myself about you didn't get anything done. Well, and that can't be taken lightly. Like it's, it's like a little gift you're giving yourself that encourages you to keep yeah. keep going, keep trying. Like those, those things matter. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I feel like it's, it's the, these little things and, and doing it in small ways, you know, just being consistently like just chipping away at it. Okay. A little bit more every day that we can get, we can overlook. I mean, we've heard it in atomic habits and the feel good effect and all the places, but you know, I'm the first one to be like, but I need big change and I need it right now or we're not going to make it. <laughs> and so yeah. trying to, as much as possible, scale what I can back down to, well, just do this this little thing. Just do it every day. It's better than nothing mm-hmm. is, is showing a difference and is showing things that are growing. And so yeah. I'm trying step. to press into that. Yeah. Baby steps. Yeah. So maybe that should be our word for the year baby steps. I honestly, and we're probably, I should, I don't even know that I should admit this and you probably remember. I don't even know what my word was for 2023. I can find it. I'm sure I could probably find it too, but I don't have the foggiest clue. And so I'm starting to go like, are the words really working for me? I don't know. Magic was one. Hmm. What was that the year before? I don't even know. This this year's been the opposite of magic, I'll tell you that. So <laughs> it seems like any word I pick, the year ends up being the opposite of that. 
Well, that's exactly the point is the way you think the word's going to apply is never the way that it applies. It is always just a total curveball. I don't know. Oh, I should think about it. Why do we keep doing this to ourselves? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. That's why I'm maybe I'm not. Maybe we'll get here next week and I'm like, screw the word. I'm not picking a word. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe my my thoughts will change. Maybe I'll have a quarterly word. So it doesn't feel so like overwhelming. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. But oh, I did want to also say, as far as planning goes, I am like there are certain things about digital planning that I'm not letting go of. Like my Google Calendar will forever be the place that keeps track of all of the appointments and where my kids are at any given moment and like all of that. Like I'm not even putting a monthly calendar into my bullet journal, commonplace, whatever. Like that's pointless to me because Google Calendar will always be that. And yeah. I still love being able to look at my color-coded, okay, this is how much time I actually have in the day. And I do consult that as then I'm doing my planning. Like that is a critical piece for me that just doesn't make sense to try to make analog, especially because of like our parenting plan and all of that jazz. Like I need to be able to scroll through three years in advance and see like where my kids are on Christmas or, you know, whatever. And so Google Calendar is just, it will will always be a staple and I will never get away from it. And like I said, I'm still using Trello for certain things of planning my podcast and, and whatnot, but, but kind of for right now, and I'm willing to say like this could change as seasons change or I have different needs. I, there are still digital planning things that I'm always like, mm, well, that looks kind of interesting. But largely for like actual practical purposes right now, it is just going to be bullet journal land. Yeah. So, Well, I wanted to say one thing about Google Calendar that has been really fun is that as Jack is off in college, I have Jack's calendar still. Nice. And still, and so I can see where all his classes are. Like he updates it, and then he'll put in there like when it, he has a test, so I know. And I've loved it. That <laughs> is so fun. It. Yeah, it's like just a really sweet way to be in touch. I have just loved being able to be in touch that way without pestering him. Like, okay, yeah. Well, you know, when's when's the test? Like, it's there, and I can look and I can see it, and then I know. You know, he's going to be very busy planning his studying and like, I'm not going to bother him these couple, you know, it's just been kind of nice, like way to communicate a way that I, they've been well trained in because of their year here and you've trained me and I trained them and (laughs) it continues. It's really nice. (laughs) I love that. Between that and the find my app, you've really got to knock on him that he can't kind of get away from. Seriously, I know, I know a lot. I know a lot more than he probably knows. I know a lot. (laughs) I love that. That's so fun. I know I was thinking about that, like when Roman is off in college, like, oh, this could be, this could be interesting. But I I do, I worry. Oh, go ahead. I I can tell when he's in his bed and I can tell when he, like, I can see when he's in his dorm room, his dorm But I can even tell if he's in his bed or he's like in the bathroom or he's on a different. (laughs) 
like I can see so much just by where his little dot is like oh that's his bed oh he's not in his bed but he's still in the in the dorm he's either like down the hall or like I know too much I know too much I have a habit I have to break but I just like to know and then I don't do anything with that I just am content like okay he's he's good he's safe he's fine Well, and I have found myself, this is a rabbit trail, but I have found myself really digging into the maps of particular cities that Roman may end up in for college and like the restaurants that are around where the college is and the different like, you know, tourist locations and like different things. Like I have gone, I have gone deep. Oh my gosh. I know where Eliza and Alexander Hamilton's graves are in comparison to Roman's potential campus in New York like like I have really like familiarized myself like to the point where I'm like I don't know I feel like I could get around New York I think you could go there that's next level (laughs) I know there's I mean there's it's New York there's so much to see it's not like you know some teeny town or you know like it's it's a big place and so I that will be fun for me I've thought about that like when his if he ends up in New York like his little blue dot will be moving all around Manhattan oh my gosh that's crazy yeah well I did that before we moved here because Ash was here first and so his little dot you know his little dot and Scott visited and had interviews and stuff and so I could see where he was and I studied so in depth the city and like different areas where we were like we were looking at houses and then I would look that area up and I would look at everything surrounding it. So by the time we got here and I'd never been in the city before when we moved, I felt like I knew it. I was like, no, 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 that's going to be right next to the Kroger, which is right next to the bank, which is like, I knew it. (laughs) It was a little alarming, but but I didn't let it out all the time, but I, I did know it quite well from just, you really can learn a lot of information on maps, like a lot. (laughs) Well, and it's been fun specifically about New York because like we hear these names thrown out all the time in movies and books and, you know, Greenwich Village and Tribeca and Chelsea and Dumbo and like you hear them, but you don't like I didn't have a real understanding of where they were in comparison to each other or where they were on the island of Manhattan until I really started looking into the map of it. And it's fun to look at the map because it'll be like, here's the friend's apartment and here's, you know, like all of these kind of iconic places when you really start getting in there and it's like oh this is fun and like the milk bar store was really close to like the campus he's looking at and you know so many things like that like all the food and like because I I do I love the idea of New York and like I follow people on YouTube who live there and talk about the food and talk about what you can do and like I I, for a person who's never been there, I really immersed myself in like <laughs> knowing a lot about New York, but yeah, so it was, it's been really fun to, to think about that. But I do, I, I'm so happy to hear, and maybe it's because Jack is one, but that he is putting all of those things on his calendar because I have really walked Roman through that process and tried to be like, you can use this for school and when you're having tests. And really what it's turned into is just sort of me being his personal assistant. 
And because he's got like his head in the clouds about being a cinematographer or a director or whatever in Hollywood someday, he's always like he talks about it like, okay, in seven years, I will have made seven million dollars and this will be that. And it's like, okay, well, you're going to hit reality here at one of these points. But he'll say things like, well, I'll just hire someone to do this for me. Like, you're not going to be hiring someone in college to keep track of your calendar. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. You're going to have to figure out how to do it on your own for a little while. Yep. Or girlfriend. (laughs) Oh, Somebody might fill that void. That's (laughs) true. Yeah. But I, I inputted Jack's fall semester classes when we were there. And oh, he, okay. he took it over from that point That's because I awesome. was also concerned. I was like, oh, gosh. If, and then I was like, if you need to update any of this, you're going to have to do it. I'm not here. He's like, well, mom, what am I going to do? And I was like, well, let me just remind you exactly how you do it. And he's been doing it. Aww. So it's very encouraging to see. And really, he's doing that, you know, for himself. But he keeps the, the he keeps it in communication. Like it's yeah. a public that it's shared. Yeah. So I get those updates. And that was just very gracious of him. He doesn't have to do that. But yeah. I appreciate it because then I'm, then I know. And I like to know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will like to know too. And we will give an update on this in two years. If Roman is sending me screenshots of schedules and being like, can you add this to my calendar? or if he's he's doing it (laughs) or if you have a third person with access who's doing it yes oh gosh I hope not (laughs) I really hope not (laughs) not that I want that control in his life I just don't want him to have a girlfriend I just want him to focus on his dreams and not get bogged down with anything yet whereas Emerson you know, sixth grader, 11 year old Emerson. This was the year where I made her her custom planner and we really got in there. We made it exactly for her classes and the layout she wanted and the colors she wanted. And like, I made it for her and we went and printed it out at Staples and it was so ridiculously expensive to print it out. But now we have a printer and I feel like whole new opportunities and doors have opened up to me. (laughs) The fact that I was able to print out this little tracker and like whatever size I wanted without running to Staples was like a miracle. But anyway, I made that whole planner for her, but then I haven't really heard anything about it. She's been keeping up on her work and like doing a really good job in school this year, but I hadn't really heard anything. And so I was like, well, I don't know if I want to know. And then the other day she was like, hey, mom, we only printed out my planner through to Christmas break. And so over Christmas break, we need to print out the last, you know, the second half of the school year for my planner. And oh, I was like, shit. have you been using it? Like, I didn't know if you were even using it. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I live by my planner. I use it all day, every day. <laughs> I was like, you do? I'm so proud and that makes me so happy like it was worth all that time we put into designing it specifically for her and she's using it and it's working and I'm indoctrinating her and I love it yes yeah yes that will just always pay off yeah always it's such a good skill to have that makes me think of June and like I bet she's ready for a planner like I should think about that for Christmas because yeah. she loves she I call her like my my girl of words like she's always writing words everywhere just hmm. stories or 
songs or thoughts or every she's writing 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 there's literally little scraps of paper with words on them everywhere and so I, I bet she's a focus yeah <laughs> absolutely and if she just like wrote little things in it from her day or whatever I've gotten planners for Ellie in the past and I should probably consider getting her a new one I might wait for her birthday because birthday's in January and I'm kind of like oh gosh I just got you all the Christmas presents what do I get for your birthday but a planner might be a good idea I need to write that down in my bullet journal so I don't forget <laughs> um, yeah I know I got to keep track of all the things so I don't oh, have to keep track what in would my brain you recommend for like a nine-year-old girl what do happy you, what, planner the happy planner like the smaller the yeah I mean, we've kind of, we've used both in the past. If she's just going to keep it at home, the bigger one can kind of be fun because it's just got more space, but it can also feel a little intimidating. And so if you do the small one, then it's just like cute and small and they can have it with them. And so I, but they have the most selection of all the different colors and types and different layouts. And so I think that the happy planner is the way to go. Okay. Okay, and do you mean the small, like the more purse size one or like the A4? or the, Yeah, I mean uh, the purse size one. So there's okay, the three the- different sizes. So the yeah. there's the classic size, which probably is the A4 you're talking about. And then there's like the full size, which is huge. And then there's just the, the little one. Okay, so the little one. And usually it has like a picture of a girl on the front. Am I thinking of the right one? Um, it's, They're all different. Okay, okay. I mean, they have Disney ones. They have, I mean, they have all kinds of different designs all the time. So it can be helpful to go to like Joanne Fabrics, Hobby Lobby, Michaels. Usually all three of those stores have different covers and layouts and colors and stuff. So you can get a really big variety and find what is going to work for them. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a that's a great idea. I'm glad that we talked about it because I know. some pens and a planner, like that's just I would have into stickers, maybe like I would have yeah. just loved that when I was little. Totally. And for Ellie, it's been really helpful in the past when we've done it because she's always like, Where am I supposed to be any given day? <laughs> because it's like, you know, with our parenting plan, it's so crazy and it can get really confusing. So when she has something she can actually like look at and cross off and see like, oh, this upcoming weekend I'm with dad or this upcoming weekend I'm with mom. I think it just helps her to get her bearings a little bit better when she has that. So well, she has control. Like she can yeah. look down and see it. And yeah, that's, that's yeah. really helpful. Okay, ladies, I couldn't close out 2023 without doing an ad for one of my very favorite sponsors of the podcast, which you've actually already heard me mention on this episode because I so deeply believe in it and use it every single day and love it. And that is AG1. You guys, it has made such a difference in my overall health since I have been consistently taking AG1 and I just can't be without it at this point. I rely on it to be that replacement for a multivitamin because I know I'm getting everything that a multivitamin would give me plus so much more when I account for all the probiotics and prebiotics and digestive enzymes to help with my gut support and vitamin B for my energy and all the adaptogens to help me with my body stress. It is just such an easy thing 
that I can do every single morning and I genuinely do. It's first thing I actually do my workout and then I go downstairs and I mix up my AG1 while my coffee is brewing and I down that. And it's like that thing that gives me that boost and that pep that I need in my day. I see such a difference in my energy levels when I am not taking AG1. Like if I've run out and I'm in between my subscription, it is a marked difference in how I feel for the day. And the immune support, you guys, during this season, we just can't afford to not be taking it. I literally, like real money dollars, cannot afford to get sick as a single mom who is the sole provider for my household. And AG1 is one of those things that I know I can be doing and taking to at least give myself the best shot possible to be staying healthy and being on top of my game. And I love it so much that I tell pretty much everybody about it. All of my family and friends are on it. I feel like I'm getting new people on it every day. I'm like an AG1 evangelist because I love AG1 and I think it's such an easy and efficient way to get so much goodness into your body. And it's the perfect time. It's the perfect time going into the new year to be starting a health routine like this by simply taking AG1 in the morning. Make a little tracker. Check it off that you are doing something so easy and good for yourself every single day. AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. And that's why they've been a partner for so long. And if you want to take ownership over your health in 2024, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash livewell. That's drinkag1.com slash livewell. Check it out. But before we close, I did, since you mentioned pens and paper and all that, I wanted to mention some of my favorite pens that I am going to be using. And we will have all of these things, all the things Katie mentioned and the ones that I've mentioned in the show notes. But I have actually been using, I mean, I love my Energel, Pentel Energel pens for sure. But in my bullet journal, I have actually been using felt tip more than ballpoint. And so I have, I really like the Sharpie fine point markers. And like there's there's two different ones. There's some that say fine, but they're still kind of bulky. I like the thin ones. So I will put those in the show notes and you can find those in different fun colors and stuff too. And then I really like the Papermate flare pens. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So did you know get those scented? <laughs> I so did funny. see that. And I love them. That is it so funny. Really harkens back. Speaking of little yeah. girls. Yes. Like, perfect those are perfect that I have funny. ones that are simple, like Sunday brunch and I just <laughs> think they're they're so fun so That's fun hilarious. oh my gosh <laughs> yeah I do not yeah. have the scented right now I just have black but I do I do really like them and they write nicely and yes, yes. yeah they don't bleed through I yeah, yeah they're wonderful and then I've also been using mild liners and I I just love mild liners. I got a very neutral pack that has like cream and gray and like a mossy green and a light blue and like this peachy pink color. And they just look so pretty, especially if you're doing like a minimalistic layout. They aren't like majorly bright highlighters. They just, they're just nice. They just add a little something. And so I, I love a good mild liner. So are they like for calligraphy? Like, does it have an angle? No, it, well, it does. It's for either highlighting. So that's why they're called liners. 
So there's like the angled side that I use for highlighting or on the other end, it's like sort of a finer marker. Okay. So they're more like I will write out all the times throughout the day. So I start at 5 a.m. and then I go down to like 8 p.m. in my notebook. And then I will just draw like a very lightly highlighted line over the times. So it kind of makes them stand out then from the writing I'm doing next to them since I'm just doing my writing in black. But I like I made a little thought bubble sort of like mind map thing of like words and things that were inspiring me for 2024. And I wrote them all around the bubble. And then I highlighted the ones that I like are most compelling to me for next year. And so they just like they add a little something without being like a bright yellow marker or a bright yellow highlighter, you know, like they just they're nice. So okay. I really like Well, them. I've seen them, but I figured they were for calligraphy. Oh, no. Because of the angled tip. I was like, oh, no, I'm not. I can't They'd be kind that. of big, honestly, to do calligraphy okay. with. And like okay. my cream highlighter is so light, like you almost can't see it. So it cool. just adds like, cool. yeah, like I love my gray highlighter. It's one of my favorite highlighters. So they're just kind of a, a different take on highlighting and and you yeah. have a neutral I will link the set that I have I've gotten other sets in the past this is just one that I got recently that was just five markers but honestly I would get like a bazillion if I had them they're by the brand zebra they I believe are Japanese but I just yeah I really like them my girls have them Emerson uses them for school yeah they're great fun Okay. So I think those are like my main supplies other than the Stology. I really, I had a little bit of trouble finding the one that I wanted. And then I finally landed like, okay, I'm convinced. I've watched all the YouTube videos. I've looked on Pinterest. I've looked on Instagram. I want Stology. And so then I ordered the A6 in a blue color and the B6 in black. And then the B6 came and it was the A6 size. I was like, guys, that was not right. And I tried to return it. And then they, they, because it was through Amazon and they were supposed to send me the new one and then they weren't sending it. So I finally was like, I'm just going to order a new one and then return both of the ones that they sent me. And they were like, oh, the, your replacement won't be here till the middle of January. I was like, well, good thing I just went ahead and ordered another one because you guys are not on top of it. But yeah. apparently they're very popular. That B6 size is sold out at like Jet Pens and other like popular notebook stores online. So if you're going to get one, you're going to want to order it. So what is the B6 size? What what do these things mean? Just in okay. case anybody doesn't know. Let me, because like I was saying that I should have actually had the dimensions up, but the, I'm looking it up right now as we talk. But the A6, it's just, it's very small. Like my my hand can cover the front of it. And you can literally buy it for $15 off of Amazon. It's the Stology Knitums 365 Days Notebook in the A6 size, which is 5.83 inches high and 4.13 inches wide. Okay. So that's that's pretty little. And then... The B6 is the one that I'm using as my bullet journal. And that one you can get for like 1950. 
and it's like, you just bought this twice. Yes, I know. Thank you. So it is five inches wide and 7.2 inches high. So it's just like a nice little size, kind of like a, a five by, by seven photograph size. The B6? And yeah. The B6, okay. So I watched a lot of comparison videos on YouTube. And for me, like I've had bigger notebooks in the past and then they kind of feel overwhelming and like too much space and I can't fill them as much as I want to. And so this B6 size for me, I mean, we'll see after I use this one up, like how it felt for me, but it just feels like a nice size because it's not overwhelmingly big, but it's not too small either. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. That I yeah. like it. Yeah, I'm excited to to really start getting in there. And so in the beginning you were saying like on this paper, you when you write, it kind of ghosts. Is that yes. this that you're talking about? Okay. Yes, it ghosts, but it doesn't bleed through. So you yeah, can kind okay. of see what's written on the other side, but it's not like the ink has actually come through the paper. Yeah. And so do you have to be careful about the pen you use or not really? No, I've heard that some pens can bleed on this paper. I haven't had that issue at all. And I'm using felt tip pens. So with the Sharpie and the paper mate, I haven't had any issue of it like, you know, like fuzzing out sort of. It's it's yeah. still stayed very like clear and concise. So I think you can kind of use whatever you want and it's going to work well. But it's just like it's kind of a crinkly paper. Oh, um, yeah. It's yeah. it's just a nice Japanese paper. So and there are some people this is going to get in the weeds here a little bit, but there's a brand called Hobonichi, which is a planner and it has and I'm going to it's Tomoe River paper. And I've used Tomoe River paper before. It's that same sort of thing. Very thin, but doesn't bleed through. Has a lot of ghosting, but has like that crinkliness to it. It's just like a very tactical or tactile, the very smooth paper that I really like. But I didn't do a Hobonichi because one, they're more expensive. And two, I didn't want to be locked into like a date being on a page. I want to be able to use it more bullet journal style where if I need to put a page of notes after a day spread, then I can do that. And I'm not locked into anything. It's just more free form. That's what I'm looking for right now. Yeah. Yeah. And this oh, one gives I, me that. Exciting. Yeah. And they've got a few different colors for covers and stuff like that. But I just, I, I've started a little bit on my smaller one, just kind of prepping things for next year. I'm going to start prepping the other one with like the trackers and different things here soon. And it's already like my little one's kind of like puffing up already, even though I've just used the first few pages. And you can see like how the pages are just kind of like wavy almost. And that sound oh. might sound weird, but it just like it feels used. It's kind of like when you you've used a Bible a lot, you know, and like you can tell it's worn and been used. <laughs> and there's like something yeah. so satisfying about that. It's the same sort of thing with this to me. Love it. And it's so thin for having 368 sheets of paper. Like it's kind of shocking. I thought it was going to be thicker when I got it. And I was like, oh, this is itty bitty. It just ends up looking bigger after you've used it and filled it up. That's awesome. Yeah. So those are those are my picks for what I'm going to be using. And like I said, I'm hoping to do 
a YouTube video, like walking through what I'm doing and what my layouts look like and all that kind of thing. Awesome. I can't wait. I will watch. Yeah, it'll be fun. So, and I'm only going to, you know, keep, I made Roman, (laughs) I made Roman film me for B-roll this past weekend on another video I'm wanting to make for Copilot. It was like, oh, he's so good at what he does. But when he's trying to come into my vision, like, well, this is for my YouTube channel, not for yours, then we butt heads. (laughs) It can get get ugly. He's like, okay, well, sure. We'll just do it your way. It'll look terrible, but we'll do it your way. (laughs) Hey, this isn't for you. This is for me. Yeah. (laughs) And by the way, could you also edit it afterward and like do all the work? (laughs) Oh, anyway all right well this was fun I'm glad yeah this this was really fun I felt inspired to do my planning I know me too too bad I have other work I have to do today (laughs) and I want to touch that paper like I I know it's it's really it's really good oh it's awesome you need one for sure I do I do I'm gonna make that happen Okay. Yeah. I mean, and they're so affordable too. I like that. It feels like, oh, okay, I can buy this $19 notebook. And then if I need another one next quarter or in a few months, like that's reasonable. It's not like buying a planner that costs a ton of money or, you know, it just feels more practical. Yeah. Yeah. And in that way, I will use it. Like when they're so, it just, it has a low threshold of use, which is really smart. Yeah. Because you're not afraid to write in it and like not right. make it perfect. and Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, I'll see you in the new year. All right. All right. All right, ladies. That is it for this week's episode. And that's it for 2023. This is our last episode of the year. And of course, we have all of those show notes, all the pens, all the notebooks, all the things that we talked about in today's episode. You can find over at MackenzieCoppa.com slash podcast, or you can just swipe up in whatever app you are listening to the podcast on. And we so appreciate when you shop through those affiliate links and with our sponsors, because it makes a really big difference to keeping the show on the air and keeping my life running. So thank you so much to those of you who do any purchasing through those links. It may feel small, but it actually makes a really big difference. Katie and I will be back next week to talk all about what goals we've actually settled on for the year, what all of this planning and processing has gotten us to and where we are moving forward from. So I really hope that you join us for next week's episode. It's a really good one. We've already recorded it and I'm so excited for you to be able to hear everything that we are working on. It's kind of a different perspective than we have done in the past. So I think it is a really fun episode and I hope you join us again next week and maybe even tell a friend. All right. Until then, ladies, have a wonderful end to 2023. Happy New Year and go be bold and gracious.